When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, what you need to know being brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. The big CY is in the house. What up? Sedano returns tomorrow from his year-long sabbatical. (laughs) Double H, Lindsay Baseball is standing by. The Queen is in the house at Unique. And it's time for what we need to know. It really does feel like it's been a year since Sedano has been here. Do you want to know that today he and I were texting each other like, I really miss you, man. And he was like, I know, I miss you too, and I miss the whole crew. And oh, I'm like, I'm sure gosh, he really I can't wait that. for you to. He did not wow. think any of that. Wow. No, it's true. I we bet you, like... I'll bet you Cap said that Sedano, just like, yeah, 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 just like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Cap, if he was in person, and he would then, be no, like, bring and then it some, in. Somebody else walked by, and yeah. he was like, oh, sorry, Cap, I got to go. I, need to talk to somebody <laughs> I did. Else. I did say, I can't wait to bring it in tomorrow, because tomorrow we'll all be in studio, the entire Mishbucha, so make sure you're here. I'm off tomorrow. Dang. What? Just what? kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? That was funny. Scott legitimately flipped out. That was great. Right. That right. was great. There's going to be a big group hug. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll pop in tomorrow. I'll pop in tomorrow. I got a red eye tomorrow, so I got time. All right. Lindsay oh, wait. Baseball. Were you invited? Yeah. Oh, I was. Okay. I was. Oh, wow. I was. invited you? Me. Oh, I invited okay. me because, okay. you know, I have a pass that lets me get in, you know. Lord, does that wow. studio door lock? Yeah. I hope We're it does. <laughs> Hey, I'm not getting involved in this. I know it's no, hard good. for me to get in. Good. I was just, I would just know, like, uh, you know, the yeah, invites were a big topic. Abide, abide, you know? abide, yeah, okay. Maybe no, Beto can get us in. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, I better yep. call Beto to get in, right? <laughs> That's funny. All right, Lindsay, baseball, what, what we do we need to know? So earlier today, the Lakers announced that they will retire Paul Gasol's number on March 7th when the team is scheduled to face the Memphis Grizzlies, Gasol's first NBA team. So he played, obviously, a vital role in helping the late Kobe Bryant and the Lakers win back-to-back NBA championships in 2009 and 2010. And while playing alongside Kobe and for Hall of Fame coach Phil Jackson, Gasol played perhaps the best basketball of his career for L.A. He's averaged 17.7 points, 9.9 rebounds, and 3.5 assists while shooting 52.2% from the field during six and a half seasons with the Lakers. So, yeah. Going to have a big uh, jersey retiring ceremony on March 7th over at Crypto.com Arena, and that's what you need to know. Is it is it a retiring of the jersey, or like is it, and I, I yes. don't know if there's a distinction. Is the number, so the number's retired, the number that Pau Gasol wore is retired. Yeah, I think no. I think that means that no one else can wear seven for the Lakers, right? That's yeah. usually how that works. Yeah. Is that what his number was? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, seven, huh? Wait, no, no. It's March seventh. Yeah, what? His number, sixteen. His number was sixteen. Yes. Okay. So right. Yes. So sixteen is one of those numbers that, like, I can't think of one player I know that wears sixteen on a basketball court. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Me neither. So I think the Lakers are like, hey, why don't we retire sixteen? No whoa, 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 whoa. We're not. No, 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 no. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? We're not going to throw shade on Pau Gasol. No, no shade. Career. No shade. Because Just talking about like the number. Number. No, Come no, on, no. Man. It's like the count on on Sesame Street. One, One two, two, three, sixteen. Right. Nobody <laughs> went to sixteen. I'm only joking, but I mean, listen. It's it, it's a cool thing for Pau. It's a very cool thing for Pau. And, yeah. and you know, when you think about winning two championships with the team, being you know Kobe's you know wingman, I, I think it's cool. Well, but, I mean, he was the post. Shaq, Kobe guy. You know what I'm saying? Kobe loved him. Like, that's a big part of why Pau Gasol is kind of sort of so beloved is that he fit in with Kobe. You know what I mean? That wasn't an easy thing to do at the time. And so I think he's his his value to who the Lakers are, I think, is one that a lot of Lakers fans know. But you wouldn't necessarily think of him off top if you're just kind of a general basketball fan when you think of all of the Laker greats. I'm glad this is happening to give him his due. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is, is that I couldn't have told you what number he was. In, unless I looked it up. Looked it up. No, fair enough. Yeah, number fair 16. Enough. yeah. All right, that's what you need to know. It's brought to you by Morago Casino. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. So have you taken a look, Clinton Yates, at the Lakers' schedule? Uh, if you are still watching on the stream, if that's still a thing, I'm holding it up in front of the camera right now. It is still a thing. We are still streaming. Okay, well, you can see the home games in red. I mean, the mm-hmm. home games in blue. 
How do you like being streamed, by the way, and being on video while you're on radio? Well, you know, as television's Clinton Yates, this is something I'm pretty used to dealing with. You know what I'm saying? So the camera loves me. I'm joking. No, it's fine. It's great. I think more of these shows should be in more places visually so we have more creative options to do things. It's fantastic. Are you playing to the camera or are you not even aware that the camera's on you? I play to the camera, bro. This is my job. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm gotcha. about that. I'm about gotcha. that action. See, sure. I'm on the other side of it. I'm yeah. like, oh my god, I forgot the camera's on. I just scratched myself, and everybody's giving me a hard time. If about you it. were in the room, this would be a different discussion. But because we're in different places, I've got to look at the camera in order for it to make sense. Okay. Can yeah. you see how handsome I am today? No, because I don't have return. So ah, I'm just see, I'm looking, looking right at, at you. I see right. your hat on backwards. Yeah. I see that really nice polo hoodie Thank you're wearing you. I'm today. Do- I'm doing my thing. You know what I mean? I got my very Apple sharp. pencil too here with me because I'm watching stuff in front of us as well. I'm very, you know. I got a lot going on right here, so I can make sure that I'm staying informed and locked in. So you have the schedule in front of you, Correct. handheld, hard copy. Hard copy. Clinton, unlike in football, where I usually go through a schedule and I go like this win, win, loss, 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 win, 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 loss, win, loss. Like, I don't do that in an NBA schedule because no. there's just too many damn games. You can't do that, right. But in looking at the schedule, this thing. Particularly if the Lakers roster remains as it is, mm-hmm. meaning it's going to be LeBron and AD, and we're going to assume at least for the first game everybody's healthy, and Russ, okay, and, and we're going to assume that they're going to go through training camp, and Darvin Ham's going to really, really coach this guy right. and get nobody's, him on the same page. Nobody's going to blow up and <laughs> leave the team, right? right? But in the first like month, and maybe that's even too much. Maybe the first two weeks, or maybe I should just call I'll, it ten games. I, yeah, it's brutal. It's Here, a tough schedule. Here's what I'll say. And I know that this is going to sound pretty wild, but, like, dude, that first week, literally, those first two games, you're on the road against the Dubs, who are getting their rings in front of your faces, and then you come back home and play the Clippers. Both of those are national games. Mm -hmm. You're going to figure out real quick whether or not this Lakers team's got anything going. Because it's not like this is a squad where you can say, oh, yeah, they'll figure it out. Oh, yeah, let them get into the season. Uh Uh-uh. They got to hit the ground floor running because we know how quickly they can get behind, and it's very difficult in order for them, we saw it last year, to be able to play catch-up in terms of getting wins against teams because, hello, they're not that good, and the rest of the Western Conference is. Those first two games, literally that week, I think will be quite the bellwether for how this season goes. If they go 0-2 and and or get blown out in either one of them, Opa, not not good. But they could very realistically go 0-2. Oh, yeah. And you've lost on the road at Golden State, and you've come home and you've lost what is considered your home opener against the Clippers. And you could probably, at least I think I can, write it off to, well, okay, like new coach, a lot of adjustments. This is going to take a little bit of time. But they are coming in real hot at Golden State, and against the Clippers. But the thing is, yeah, it's going to take a little bit of time, but like you're not having that discussion sort of in theory or in, okay, there we go, now I can see you. Now, in theory or in, in, a, in a vacuum. Like, if you don't get off to a hot start and the other teams do, like, bro, we know what we're dealing with from a competition standpoint. The Lakers need the every single win they can get. There's no cruise control option. There's no, oh, yeah, if we just kind of click it along, we'll slide into the sixth spot. That's not real. We learned that last season. And so with a new coach and all this, wins are going to be at a premium for the simple purpose of you need them to get into the playoffs. It's not just about feeling out the guys and figuring out who you are. There's a little bit more at stake there. If I'm LeBron James, I like, a lot of times, Clinton, I like to put myself in LeBron's shoes. Yeah, I mean, don't we all? Yeah. $500 million of guaranteed money in his career. Very relatable. If I'm LeBron James, I am saying the entire training camp, we're getting off to a real hot start because we'll go to Golden State We'll have them give us, or, or we'll watch them get their rings, and we'll go on national television, and we're going to win that game because yeah. we want to we send a message in game one. And then when we come home on our opening night on our floor against our city rivals, Little Brothers, will, as said on this station quite often. Right. On national television, we're going to win that game too. Because for everybody that tells us that the Clippers are superior, better roster, you know, more of a real championship contender, you beat Golden State on the road, you come home and you beat the Clippers, you're off to a 2-0 start, now you've got Portland? Now you're all, now, now you, now you feel good about the beginning of the season. Sure. But that is, this is what I'm getting at. This is not the kind of season where 
Laker fan can just look at the roster and say, ah, they'll be fine. The games are in October. First of all, and I say this constantly about baseball, they all count the same. Like, don't forget that. That's the reason why you have a series in a season, excuse me, a season, because you add them up, and at the end, you see what you have. People talk about, oh, they were just out of the playoffs. No, bro. This team was terrible last year, if we're being honest with ourselves. Even a marked grand improvement of this team moves them maybe to 500, and it moves them maybe, maybe to a 9 or 10. Like, there is a lot of improvement to happen here that doesn't necessarily guarantee that you move into the top half of the Western Conference, and it has nothing to do with just perceptions and anything. It has to do with competition and numbers. They need every single win they can get. This is going to be a very arduous season for the Lakers because that's just what they're going to have to do in order to try to make it to the top. Well, wow, that really hurt because remember, I'm Think about I'm, it. I'm in LeBron's shoes right now. Oh well, you know, I mean, what, what you just said hurt really bad. Like if we're markedly better, we're only up to a nine or a ten. <laughs> you know, I mean, what are I mean, we talking me, about here? Let me give you the heart of a champion. Let me tell you where I'm coming oh, from, yeah, right, Clinton Yates. Right, uh-huh. Work with me here. You ready? Okay, so you're LeBron, right? Okay, I'm LeBron, right. and again, this so, is the heart. This is the heart of a champion. Okay. you're talking to right here. Okay, we are going to get it together. Mm. Because we were humiliated last year. Mm. AD's going to stay healthy, and Russ is going to become a team ball player. Oh. And with the roster that we have, we're going to make a championship run because I'm freaking LeBron. So Dr. LeBron is now diagnosed AD, and Genie LeBron is now granting wishes for Russell. Wow, you've really picked up some skills in the offseason, Mr. James. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm a, I'm a very positive thinker. See why? No, I get it. And I, I hope it goes well. But if I'm looking at this roster, and again, it's not just about the Lakers, Laker fans. It's about everybody else in the West. It's not just about the Clippers and perception. It's about actual basketball talent. And right now, the Lakers have to prove that in terms of who they can compete with, not just in their division, not just in their conference, but in the leg overall. It's not an easy climb right now, not remotely. I like when you call a league a leg. The I like leg, that very much. Yeah, that's the Got Hubie it. Brown. We I love, love when you do that. We the love leg. Yeah. yeah. So at Golden State, home against the Clippers, home against Portland. Just just listen to how hard it is, though. On the road in Denver. Denver's a good team. Denver's a good team, and Jamal Murray's going to be back and all that. You know, they're, 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 again, they are a playoff team. On the road at Minnesota. Not sure about that, about that team. That's a win. They got Denver again. Then they, go, then they come home against Denver. And then they, they've got New Orleans. We saw what New Orleans did to them last year. Yeah. So they owe them a couple times. Utah Utah's the worst Cleveland. team in the league, so we don't have to worry about Utah. They in got the leg. Two, the le- <laughs> excuse me. Utah is the worst team in the, worst team we have in our league. Normally good. Anyway, um, and then they got Cleveland, which will be an interesting situation. At That's home. actually kind of a weird setup. They play Cle- Utah and Cleveland at home, then go to Utah. Interesting. And then come back to take on the Clippers. So so here's what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Is the season tips off on October 18th. It's a Tuesday night. And by Wednesday, November 9th, so about three and a half weeks or so. By election day, you'll know if this team is decent or not. Right, because you're going to have, I'm just trying to do the math, here. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, like 11 games. 11 games, I hope I just counted those right, because that was annoying that I was counting them on the air, I'm sure, for everybody. Wednesday, November 9th. It's 10. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. <laughs> In the first 10 games, you've got the Clippers twice, You've got playoff contenders. You've got, You've Denver got teams twice. that were in the playoffs at last year. Yeah this, yeah, this is a tough schedule. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a tough schedule because they're not a very good team. That's how that works. Oh, know? that hurts. And that, well, you know, LeBron, I know that you're very sensitive. I know that all the money that you've made over the course of your career is not licking your wounds. I know that some skeptics might say that you're really just hanging around to break Kareem's record. I'm not one of those skeptics. I actually believe that this team is going to try to get it together. But also I believe that this isn't really about LeBron James. We've discussed this. It's about Anthony Davis. And if Anthony Davis isn't healthy enough to play basketball, it doesn't matter what happens with LeBron. It doesn't matter what happens with Westbrook because they just won't have the firepower. All right, coming up, the schedule's been released. One of the things I want to really get into is, do you, do you look at the big holiday part of the schedule? Do you mm, look at bit, that? A little bit. You look at Christmas Day a little? A little. I look at Thanksgiving, too, the okay. day after. That thing, By the way, this year, Black Friday is going to be the most insane sports day of our adult lives. Sorry. Oh, really? Yeah. Because oh, was... the World Cup will be going on. People forget about that. I did not even know that. I was yeah. thinking to myself, what's different this year? That's but, what's different. But the holidays, man. The NFL is about to crush the NBA. I'll get to that coming up. CY's in for Sedano. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. 
your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Yeah, it's Sedano and Cap here on 710 ESPN. The big CY is in the house. Yeehaw, what's going on? Now, tomorrow, Sedano is back and a live imaging Thursday manana for Sedano's return. But I also want to remind everybody that Wednesday of next week, one week from today, Clinton, at Homebound Brewhouse at Union Station, this is August 24th, one week from today, live broadcast, me and Sedano, 4 to 7 p.m., food and drink specials before you go watch The Boys in Blue. Nice. Plus... You'll have a chance to win some really cool ESPN LA swag. Hey, by the way, how do you like those hoodies that you and I got? Bro, last week? those joints are soft. I wear it around my neighborhood yep. when I go get my, uh, you know, smoothies and stuff. And people are like, "Man, do you know Scott Kaplan?" It's weird, but no, yeah. it works. Yeah, I'm did joking. you call? It's did fun. you call the ESPN seven ten hoodie a joint? No, I yeah, I did. Yeah, I wear that joint. You know, that's okay. Just like yeah, no, no, no. I like. I've been word. trying to use that word oh, lately man. myself. I would stay yeah. away from that if I were you. Yeah. But oh, really? You know, it's. I mean, let, let's just we'll work on that in person. That's okay. that's not a drill that you can learn off YouTube. Okay. That's when you got to have the instructor on the field. With got you. it, got it. Because I was, <laughs> I think I was saying it wrong. I was calling it a junt instead of a joint. Yeah, let yeah, no. That's that's. So we're gonna we'll, work we'll, together we'll go, on we'll, that. We'll, we'll, we'll workshop that. Okay. Tomorrow. All right. Tomorrow we'll work it. See, you invited me to workshop that. Did you hear that, Lindsay? Yeah. That was an invite. <laughs> so, um, hey, Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday of next week, August twenty fourth, homebound brew house, L.A. Union Station, right in the heart of downtown Union Station, where Los Angeles begins. We'll see you guys out there, and that'll. By the way, I just want to say one other thing, Clinton. Do you know that next Wednesday, when we do this live and in person, there'll be a live imaging Wednesday? Really? So I lied earlier when I said live imaging Tuesday can only go to live imaging Thursday because then it's hashtag lit. But yeah. this will be hashtag Lil. This is a little different though, because it's a it's also an actual live event. You know what I'm saying? So that that makes sense. Yeah, I'll be there too. You know, granted, I'm invited. So you are so, very invited. You. you are invited to everything we do. I appreciate that. I'm it's messing I, around, it, but it's what I tried to tell Steve Mason earlier. I'm, I'm like, really Dude. looking forward to that event because I mean, I've never I've never been to that bar in, in Union Station, so I'm not familiar with it. So okay, like cool. new places and new things. Okay, I said this to you before we hit the break, mm-hmm. and if I'm being completely transparent here for everybody. It's a little bit of clickbait in the tease. Okay. I said the NFL is about to crush the NBA on Christmas Day because today was the, the, the release of, of the NBA schedule. You yes. know, like a few of the holiday stuff, stuff, you know, like the first games and things came out. But today's like the release of the entire schedule. If you go to ESPN.com and you click on the Lakers today, you can get the entire schedule for the upcoming season. But on Christmas Day, are you a football guy or are you a basketball guy? So. There's a couple things here, which number one is Christmas Day, I'm a basketball guy. That's 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 that. But the problem is is that Christmas Day is on Sunday this year, right? I think you might be right. That's 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 the issue, is that the actual December twenty fifth is a Sunday, which is sidebar the best day for Christmas to be in the week. That's another discussion we can have. I have later. just fact checked, and by the way, you are correct, and I'll have you know mm. that is day seven of Hanukkah. Oh, how about that? I'm going to be spinning the dreidel that day on nice. Christmas Day. You know, this is this is an unbelievable thing. I'm so glad you brought this up, and I'm so glad I looked at my calendar. Right. Clinton, you don't understand what it is to be Jewish in this country. No, I do okay? not. Yeah, let me tell you. It's not fun on Christmas Day. <laughs> okay? When when you wake Movies up in the morning. Chinese food, right? That's the well, deal. Right, but you wake up, and you like you walk out front, and every kid around around the neighborhood got something new for Christmas. And they're like, what would you get? 
And you're like, well, I'm Jewish, and we didn't really celebrate. And there's like a you know menorah in the window right over there. Well, some Jewish families celebrate Christmas, and I don't mean the religious holiday of Christmas. I mean the retail American holiday of Christmas. I grew up with a couple kids who were like, yeah, our parents get us gifts on Christmas, so we don't feel like losers. You know what I mean? Well, I did not grow up that way. Okay. I grew up where Hanukkah was Hanukkah, and it was usually like three weeks before Christmas. And then by the time Christmas got here, you were like... Oh my God, this sucks. Right. <laughs> you know, or then my mother would take me to the mall. She'd put me on Santa's lap for a picture. And he'd go, Oh, ho, ho, what do you want for Christmas, little boy? I'm like, I'm Jewish. Let's go. Take the picture. Let's Get move on. <laughs> yeah. I love that. But I'm happy that Hanukkah, day seven, is on Christmas Day. Yeah. Have you read this story? Headline SB Nation. The NFL can't keep getting away with Christmas games. This is a war on Christmas. <laughs> the number one, and this, this story is written by James. D-A-T-O-R, I don't know how to pronounce that human's name, but it's got three big taglines, which are very, which is, which is very cool. Number one is, let the NBA have its own damn day. Number two is, Christmas football takes away from Thanksgiving, which is a very interesting point. And number three is, nobody should be mad on Christmas, which is a very <laughs> compelling <laughs> argument for why the NFL should stay away from Christmas Day games. That's quite funny. All right, so in the NBA on Christmas Day, just again, because the, the schedule was released, mm-hmm. morning game, 76ers at the Knicks. Like, for me, I'm not, that, that's not happening. The Knicks, right? the, and by the way, there's a whole contingent of people who hate the fact that the Knicks keep getting Christmas Day games, but New York loves it, so they'll keep doing it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the people who hate the fact that the Lions, the Lions are on every exactly. year. exactly. Um, Lakers Mavericks at 11.30 a.m. on Christmas morning, but we'll be going head-to-head with the Packers at the Dolphins. Man, i got to really figure out what my Christmas situation is going to be because there's no way on God's green earth that I'm going home for Christmas Day if all this is happening, and it's going to be cold as heck on the East Coast. I might have to tell the family that right now, now that I think about it. Lakers Mavericks eleven thirty. Uh-huh. So okay, I'm gonna wa- I'm watching that. Packers Dolphins are going to halftime. So I'm I'm on the Lakers Mavericks. Do I really need to go back to the Packers and the Dolphins? Maybe. I mean, maybe we'll see how that game goes. Both of those teams could be bad. Sidebar. Aaron Rodgers though on Christmas Day doesn't and- have doesn't have his um doesn't have his uh what's it called? He doesn't have his offensive line. You know what I mean? I don't think that the Packers are going to be that good, bro. I really don't. You could see a real fall-off from that team simply because of the fact that his protection group is not well. But go on. Well, how about Devontae Adams leaving and going to the Raiders? That's, That's what I'm too. saying. Never mind the skill position players. That's what I'm saying. That, that team is severely depleted, in my opinion. All right, tell me this. You ready? Yeah. The Broncos are in L.A. to take on the Super Bowl champion Rams. Game kicks off at 1.30 in the afternoon on Christmas. And the Bucks and the Celtics are playing at the same time. Okay, sorry. Repeat that. Broncos Rams. Broncos Rams at SoFi versus Bucks at Celtics. I can skip Bucks Celtics. I can skip Bucks Celtics. I mean, that's a good matchup. Don't get me wrong, but I think that particularly being here in LA, yeah, I'll, I'll watch the Rams game. Whose house? Rams house. Last game of the night for the NFL, the triple header: Buccaneers at Cardinals on Christmas night. Mm. By the way, talking about doing a favor to Arizona, bro. I mean, you're sending Tom Brady on Christmas to Arizona? That team is in free fall, by the way, in terms of everything that's going on. We'll see how that team shakes out. You know they got you know they're doing they're doing in season hard knocks, the Cardinals? Did you know that? I think I did sort of know it, but didn't know it until you just said it. Right. Because I was watching Hard Knocks the Lions and then Which also- episode are you on? There's only one that's out, right? Oh really? I thought does it come out on Sunday nights? I have no idea what day. All right, I've only I seen it the came first out on one. Tuesdays. Today is Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, Wait, so, so should there I be think. two out or should there be three out by now? I think so, there should be two. There should be two. Oh, yeah. is there Good, one that came goodness. on yesterday? I'll look. Yeah. Oh, no, I was too busy at LAFC explaining stadium sizes to watch it last night. No. Uh, I've watched the first one, and at the end of the first one, they have DeAndre Hopkins jumping off of a box. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a weird ad, considering he won't be playing for the first six games of the year, but that's another story. By the way, I just want to tell you something. I am going to become a Detroit Lions follower this year. Yeah. Because I'm watching Hard Knocks, or at least I have saw episode one, and assuming I make it through all the Hard Knock episodes, I'm planning on being a Lions observer this year. Their coaching I have staff two friends. is full of a bunch of guys that everybody's heard of who are guys around our age. I have two friends. One's a Vikings fan, one's a Bears fan, mm-hmm. and they both hate the Packers and they both laugh at the Lions. And just to get into the conversation, I'm going to become a Lions fan. And, and I made a bet with a buddy of mine that the Lions will have a better record than the Bears. That would not actually surprise me, but that would be very embarrassing for the Bears. Well, anyway, Christmas Eve or Christmas evening, 
the Suns at the Nuggets versus the Buccaneers at the Cardinals. I mean, I don't have any interest in the Suns at the Nuggets on Christmas night versus Tom Brady versus Kyler Murray. Yeah, I'll also probably be asleep by then because if I, I mean, bro, if I'm out here watching sports all morning first thing, this probably means I'm going to have to go to a local establishment. You know what I mean? Probably means that I'm going to have to have a few pops, which means by the time that sun goes down after watching, I don't know, how are we talking about, seven games in a row here? Oof, that's going to be nap-nap time. I will tell you that um, for me there will be a big nap as well, mostly because as the good Hebrew brother that I am, mm. I will probably eat an entire honey-baked ham by myself. <laughs> the walking around ham is a solo ham at that point. You know, It's not even for anybody else. I mean, there's just this big ham sitting there. You know, it's Christmas, I'm invited to somebody's house, and I just sit there and I pick at it all day long. Nice. That's a good idea. You know what I mean? That's that's what I do. That's I what mean, the walking around ham is. You know, yeah. it's for that exact purpose. For someone who grew up without ham in their lives, I mean, this is like a whole new treat for me. Can you I, feel me? I can feel you. You know what I mean? I eat a lot of ham. That's 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 a staple in this household. Not, oh, it is. No doubt. Yeah. Okay, very me? good. Come on. All right. Packers, Dolphins, Broncos, Rams, Bucks, Cardinals is the NFL versus the 76ers, Knicks. Lakers, Mavs, Bucks at Celtics, Grizzlies at Warriors, Suns at Nuggets, NFL wins, at least for me. Yeah, I mean, I think NFL wins, presuming they're good games. That's that's kind of the thing about about football is that like, yeah, you turn it on. If somebody's blowing somebody out fourteen zap in the first quarter, you're probably not necessarily going to be tuned in, even if you don't turn it off. Whereas basketball games, it's a little different. You know what I mean? You're probably you know everybody makes a run, this, that, and the third. It'll be an interesting day, man, because I, I don't know, like. I kind of agree with that article that I stated earlier, which is, okay, the NFL's on a Sunday this year, but like, I, I don't know that they need to be doing this every single Christmas going forward, even if it's available. It, it just feels a little bit extra. Like the NFL's coming for the NBA? No, it's just that the, or that the NFL just kind of can't not take every single opportunity at once just because they can. I, 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 listen, get your money, do what you got to do, but... It'll be interesting to see what the ratings are this year. I'm actually, for once in my life, I'm actually concerned about ratings. Roger Goodell would say, but it's Sunday, man. What do you want me to do? Not yeah. play? I mean, he's right. You know what I mean? You could, you, could, you, could, you could have a regular slate of games. You know what I mean? But, I mean, it's fine. I just think that this is a very interesting sort of one-off timing situation. All right, coming up. Yesterday, I, I had a vacation day. But I was still listening to the show and tweeting within the community, at which point everybody said, why are you listening while you're on vacation? And what I heard was, we now have a Clinton Yates dilemma on our hands. <laughs> Let me get to this coming right back. CY's in for Sedano. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks, Christopher. Super <laughs> excited to be doing Radio Tinder, as always. <laughs> Me too. I'm excited to be playing Radio Tinder and our whole Clinton Yates dilemma. We'll get to it next. All right. Can't wait, Cappy. <laughs> all right, Thanks, so... Man. Antonio Brown, we all remember him, right? 
He fired off a series of tweets directed at his former teammate Tom Brady earlier today, taking issue with TB12's extended absence from the Buccaneers. Brown wrote a tweet that said, quote, Tom Brady manipulates the game, gets 14 days to go home to get his mind right, LOL. Now you see the difference. Put that bleep on. You know, basically kind of calling him out for the situation. Well, Bucks head coach Todd Bowles explained last week that Brady's absence was previously agreed upon so that Brady could take some time to deal with some personal things. As we all remember, Tom Brady did Brown a solid by pushing the Bucks to sign him after he was suspended following a sexual assault accusation, and Brown even lived with Brady for a time when he first joined the team in Tampa Bay. He is currently still a free agent, surprisingly. Uh, Not a great idea to call out the GOAT, but I'm wondering, do you guys think that Antonio Brown will ever suit up for an NFL game? Again, swipe left or swipe right, Cap. I'm going to swipe left. I don't think Antonio Brown will ever play in the NFL again. I don't think it really has much to do with him calling out Tom Brady. And by the way, um, it is a little weird, don't we all think? You know, personal reasons, like, it's training camp, dude, and you decided you wanted to come back and play. And believe me, I'm the biggest Tom Brady fan there is. I mean, I wasn't when he was with the Patriots, but I am now. But it is very strange that he's gotten this amount of time off in the middle of training camp. We need you here. You're our leader. Do you think if you knew what the actual reason was, you might have a different feeling? A hundred percent. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's kind of where I am. I trust Todd Bowles with this. You know what I'm saying? And also, he's Tom Brady. Like, A.B.? Are you kidding me, bro? Like, this dude's out here dancing around on festival stages trying to rap. You know what I'm saying? And he's out here talking about what somebody else should be doing. The GOAT, literally the greatest of all time, who gave you a second chance. And a ring. Huge swipe left on this. A.B. sounds like a complete fool. And everybody knows that that's already the case. Bad look out of him. Do you think he'll, like, would anybody ever get desperate enough to go... We need a receiver so badly. Let's call A.B. He's the one who said that Jerry Jones should call him. If the Cowboys get to that level of dysfunction, I could see it happening for sure. He's already run through the all, you know, he's run through the Raiders. The Cowboys are the next on the list of sort of renegade teams that constantly pick up dudes that have no business in the NFL. So, yeah, maybe. I got A.B. or like 50-year-old T.O. <laughs> I'll try T.O. That's a, you, know, you, know, you know what that needs to be? Celebrity boxing. That's oh, that's I'm awesome. Saying. Yeah. Oh, that's great. T.O. versus A.B. That's awesome. money to watch that. Oh, hell to the yeah. That would be fantastic. Hell to the yeah. All right, so. I like to say that. Dennis Eckersley is a straight shooter, kind of straight of shooters as they come. (laughs) He's as straight a shooter as shooters come. Exactly. So when the Red Sox visited the Pirates last night, he did not hold back from sharing his thoughts on the Pirates organization. The Red Sox broadcaster was taken aback by the Pirates' lackluster lineup and their meager payroll, which ranks near the bottom of the league at approximately $66 million. Here is part of what Eckersley said. You talk about a no-name lineup. There's no team like this. Love to see some of the service time you add it all up. It's not much. You know, just came from Kansas City seeing all those young kids. That's... This is different, though. Doesn't it seem different? Did they have a lot of prospects that are playing over there? And, this, and serious prospects. Yes. The guys who are going to be in the big leagues. This is a hodgepodge of nothingness. <laughs> they have one of the lowest payrolls in baseball. Last year, they were actually 30th. It's ridiculous. It really is. Pathetic. Huh. Oh, going to miss that guy when he retires at the end of the year. So the Pirates are currently last in the NL Central with a 45-71 and 71 record, and X comments unsurprisingly made their way into the Pittsburgh clubhouse where outfielder Brian Reynolds said, quote, I couldn't give any less of a crap what that guy has to say. Uh, but does Eckersley actually have a point here? Swipe left or swipe right to Clinton? What do you think his actual point is here, though? It's just that it's pathetic that they're not doing anything to build a team. Yeah, but this isn't, like, new. I mean, you know what I mean? I'm not really sure why he's so surprised by this. This has been an argument for years that MLB needs a salary floor as much as they need a salary cap. You know what I'm saying, Cappy? I do. And I'll tell you this. um, I'm going to swipe right on this, and I'm going to agree with Dennis Eckersley for this reason. Clinton, I went to college in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And when I was in school, Barry Bonds, Bobby Bonilla. Eddie Van Slyke. Andy Van Sly, I loved Andy Van Sly. AVS, baby. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there were so many. John Smiley, and I'm, I'm trying to think of some of these other. Doug Drabeck. Um, wow. Wow. Okay, yeah. we're, we're coming up with some names here. I mean, that's about the. We've exhausted my list of 90s pirates that I can name off the top of my head. But, so. but suffice it to say, all you really needed to know was it was Bonds and Bonilla. And yeah, guess what? The killer Those beast. guys, they were there every year. 
And if it wasn't for one play, I want to say it was like in the early 90s. Gosh, I know exactly where I was. Sid Bream, who was a former Pirate who was playing for the Atlanta Braves at the time, came barreling around third base and headed for home, and he was like the slowest human being on the face of the planet. And Barry Bonds couldn't throw him out. Right. So what I'm getting at is I agree with Eckersley. There was a time when, the in history, by the way, it's not just with the Barry Bonds, Bobby Bonilla story. There's more, obviously. There's the whole Dave Parker era. I just the feel cobra. like we love the cobra. I feel like it is kind of embarrassing. Like, of course, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for twenty years. You're talking about something that was thirty-five years ago, though, Scott. There yeah, are people that grew up in in Pittsburgh who've never seen a competitive team in their lives. I don't know why Eck is suddenly so shocked. I know. And what really sucks about it is, is that it's a nice ballpark. It's a beautiful yeah, ballpark. Yeah, yeah. It really is. And you know what happens is the ownership tells the fan base, "We can't compete." We don't have the money. We don't have the TV deal. We don't have any of the money that, that these other cities do. Like, we can't compete with the Dodgers. We can't compete with the – but that's such a lie. Yeah, it's, 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 this, it's disingenuous is what it is because you don't have to compare yourselves to the Dodgers. You can compare yourselves to yourselves. That's the whole point there, and that's where a lot of MLB teams kind of get away with this rather duplicitous sale on fans. Where it's like, oh, well, we can't compete with these big teams. Well, you can compete with what you know you can do. Don't worry about these other teams. Worry about getting better yourself, you know? All right, I'm, a, I'm with Dennis Eckersley on this one. Yeah, okay. Same. I, I totally agree with him, and I feel like it's a disgrace that they're calling that a Major League Baseball product. And, you know, fellow small small market uh, team fan over here, I just... Well, I mean, think about this. Pittsburgh and Cleveland are like sister cities, if you will. Yeah. You know, they're kind of connected as rivals. Um, the Cleveland Guardians are our first-place team in the AL Central. So, you know, don't tell me that it can't be done in small markets. I mean, the Cleveland Guardians are not a realistic shot at anything, though. I mean, like, I just feel that, like, Pittsburgh, it's not about competing with other teams. It's it's about, no, that's my point, is that it's not about competing with other teams. It's about giving your fans something to like. Right, and that's at least that Cleveland has. I mean, they're a first-place team. Clinging to a half-game lead is all I'm saying. (laughs) Right. Shouts to Tristan McKenzie. Shout-out to Cleveland. That's I for didn't you, say Lindsay. you guys. That did. was for I you, was Lindsay. Just gonna say, I'm not allowed to talk about Cleveland. No, apparently, that was when from me because you know <laughs> he's mad. I don't get going mad. On his rants. I don't get mad. All right, so the PGA Tour's top ranked met to talk about live golf yesterday, and they invited a ringer. That ringer would be Tiger Woods. So he traveled all the way to Wilmington, Delaware, the site of the BMW Championship, to join them as they addressed the Saudi-backed Rebel Golf League and how to best approach its escalating infringement on the tour. Tiger has been sporadically active on the golf course as he continues to recover from injury, but he's been very vocal about his distaste for live golf, and he turned down a mind-blowingly enormous offer, of course, to join the league. But Tiger coming in and stepping in to be like, hey, we need to figure out what's going on here with Liv. I need to do something. I need to take take hold as a leader. Do you guys think that that's a big deal? Swipe left or swipe right? Who's first? Cap, you go first. All right, here goes. Do I think it's a big deal? I'll swipe right. Yeah, I think it's a really big deal. Clinton, this is a this is a story where I'm a little bit torn. Mm. Here goes. So I understand that Tiger Woods has been the face of golf for the last 25, almost 30 years. But Tiger Woods is a billionaire. So Tiger Woods didn't need to take Live Golf's $900 million, according to the report. Tiger Woods isn't going to have a bigger yacht or a better private jet because the Live Golf Tour gave him that much money. He's already a billionaire. So I, I can't figure out if Tiger goes in and there's a bunch of guys there and they're like, man, I got to buy my flights. I got to pay for a hotel. You know, I finished, I made the cut, but I finished last. I made like, like 20 grand. I lost like 10 grand in this whole thing. Tiger, what am I going to do? Think Versus about- the guy who goes and plays in the Live Tour, finishes dead last, plays less golf, doesn't have to pay for anything, and made a million dollars to finish last. Think about it this way. Before Tiger got there, where were purses on the PGA Tour? I would say they're significantly less than they are today. Significantly less than they are today. Tiger Woods didn't just walk into golf and suddenly have a billion dollars. Tiger Woods built the PGA Tour as we know it today, whether that's purses, whether that's popularity, whether that's course design, whether that's in general the market imprint that golf has, this is all from the architect of Tiger Woods. So if he wants to go to Delaware and say, listen, you want to go over there and do something? Sure. That's called a shortcut. And if you want to be a shortcutter, be a shortcutter. 
but you're not going to double dip. I think that's a reasonable thing to say from somebody who is literally the reason why they're all there to begin with from a motivational standpoint, never mind a financial standpoint. Just because you don't can't cut it on the PGA Tour doesn't mean that you should be able to pop back and forth between some other tour, take the money, you know, the, the, the whatever, you know, the sport washing out of it. Even if this league was happening in, I don't know, Canada, it'd be like, bro, we did something over here. You can't just b- bounce back and forth and decide this is what you want to do or what you don't want to do. Like, imagine if, you know, you're playing on your school baseball team and then you got a couple of guys that are on a travel team as well, but they don't want to come to practice for the school team because they got this travel thing and they want to come back and start. It's like, yo, no, we got guys that were here doing it the whole time. I understand it, man. The, you know, nobody's saying anybody's doing anything wrong. I mean, I am saying that, but even if you take that part out of it, it just feels like you're undercutting the very thing that so many people work so hard to build their whole lives. Yeah, I just, I, I guess what I'm having a hard time with is, is that if you told somebody, hey, they'll pay you a million dollars and you don't have to pay as much money to go on tour and you don't, and you're gonna, you're gonna play a lot less. And by the way, if you don't compete well, you're gonna make a whole lot more money. Whereas over here, you, you lose a bunch of money. I understand the history of it all. I mean, I get it. You know, hey guys, this is the tour that Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas and, and we all built together. And this is the tour we all grew up wanting to play on. But that's the tour that, that plays for the big money. I'm just trying to figure out what it is that, that Tiger would have said to them. Cause you know, no one's really told you. There's no, been like no I mean, reports I can, from I can, the inside. I can bet you I, he told him exactly that. He said, you want to be that guy, be that guy. But I'm Tiger Woods, and I'm not that guy. And if I'm the reason why you play golf, well, then consider what is coming from me. I, I, I mean, I don't think the appeal has to be much more than that. I'm not saying it's going to work, but I do think there's something to be said for him actually showing up to a tournament he's not playing in to, so these guys can see his face and press the flesh, as we like to say. And right by now. the way, I agree with you. I mean, listen, yeah. Phil Mickelson, you can go sue the PGA Tour. But come on, man. It's like the judge told you. Dude, you weren't irreparably damaged. In fact, if anything, you made a whole lot more money than you were going to make. Exactly. So forget <laughs> about coming back and forth. <laughs> right. You know? Cap, they, that meeting lasted apparently three and a half hours. What do you think they talked about that whole time? That's what I'm saying. This a is a long time. I mean, you know, a lot of guys got to talk. So I think it's, you know, I think Tiger, I actually think this was one of the more admirable things we've seen Tiger do in a long time for a guy who's been struggling with his public, you know, sort of appearances over the past five, six years, you know? I just wonder if those guys were sitting in that room listening to Tiger going, but Tiger, you're a billionaire. No, I mean, you're, you're, you keep looking at it as an ends and justify the means thing, and you're erasing the golf. Golf guys like to compete, and if you don't want to compete, sure, take the money, but that's the appeal there. You're, you are not as good as the other guys. That's fair. You know what? You can go over there and play on that tour, make all the money you want. We all know the truth. I think that's a reasonable appeal. Boy, you really just nailed me there, didn't you? I mean, you know. I mean, I, you really just nailed me that, I, that the golf had nothing to do with it. It was all about the money. Right. You know, so it's, it's, up, to, it's up to those guys. It's golf. You're right. You yeah. are right. By the way, uh, Tiger Woods is back on the cover of the PGA Tour 2K23 cover. Like oh, really? Today. Mm-hmm. Really? He hasn't well, they been gotta, on it in 10 years. Yeah, they got to combat the lip oh, so they're, they're going the, all the brand out. of Tiger. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. They're going all out, yeah. That's right. It's like just stick, stick Tiger on them. <laughs> no back off. Liv will back off. Just stick Tiger on them. Right. They've got Phil. We've got Tiger. Yep. Yeah. We have the good guy. Sort They've of, got the bad guy. Sort of separately, though, I do wonder about whether or not this leads to a situation where Tiger becomes a legitimate, like, he's not just the golfer who's doing his thing. Like, I wonder if there's a world in which Tiger, I don't want to say runs the PGA. But I think like that's exactly head. what's happening. But becomes a little bit more of a figure in the actual overall business dealings of the league. I think or the that's tour, exactly rather, what's happening. The league. Or the tour, right. yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. So we'll see. I I agree with you, by the way, because remember there have been there have been talk over the years that Tiger was going to leave the PGA Tour and start his own thing. Exactly. Well, somebody else started their own thing, so now Tiger's like, well, this is mine. Yeah. I mean, which he which is fair. He deserved it. All right. Coming up. Yes, I was on a vacation day yesterday. Yes, I was listening to the station, and yes, I heard about Clinton Yates's personal dilemma. Let's see if we can help the brother out. <laughs> Seriously. Stick around. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. 
Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. I think one of the biggest sells on next week and the entire thing that we got going on, this is down at Homebound Brewhouse at Union Station, is the live imaging. It is. I haven't seen Chris in forever, and I'm excited. That's going to be a great deal, especially with live other people there. The right. bits are going to involve the crowd. This is fantastic. Right. Live imaging Wednesday for the first time ever. Yeah. Now, we've got live imaging Thursday coming up tomorrow because Sedano is finally back. Guy has been off for like five years. <laughs> I know it keeps getting you know more and more years. It, it adds every time. Right. Exactly. Do you know that, by the way, just, just to put you into this whole thing, you ready? Mm-hmm. He, George has been off for so long. He's coming back tomorrow and then Friday and then all week next week because not only do we have the event on Wednesday at Homebound Brew House, but of course everybody knows we've got the event on Friday at Hollywood Park Casino, which by the way, Clinton, we've got two tables to give away mm. for our fantasy football draft. Okay. Two of them at Hollywood Park Casino, eat, drink, draft. Right. So we've got the Wednesday event, we've got the Friday event, and then do you realize that after that, he's going on another vacation, this guy? <laughs> That's a Mason-like, if you will. He's a busy man, man. I get it, bro. He's got two kids. He's on the road for NBA. He's got college football now. George is doing a lot, man. He's a busy boy. Don't be that. mad. Be motivated, as Diddy no. would say. Yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not mad. <laughs> I don't hate. I celebrate. <laughs> so, Clinton, yes. yesterday, I'm mm. driving down the road. And I am listening to you and Ramona hosting the show yesterday. Yeah. And um, I sent you guys a tweet about something you were talking about. Correct. And people were kind of on me. They're like, yo, man, um, you're on vacation. Why are you tweeting? Why are you listening? <laughs> Clinton, I think there's a big distinction between vacation and a day off. Sure. I wasn't on a vacation. I wasn't sitting at a beach with a drink. <laughs> I needed a day off to organize three kids going back to college and one kid going back to high school. I needed like a couple of days here to put this all together and get to, get my life together. Right, run you your me? household. Right. I'm a single dad, dude. Right. It's not, not easy. So I'm driving down the road because I was going to pick up child four at field hockey practice. Hmm. Which, by the way, have you ever seen a field hockey game? Of course. It's probably the most boring slash unorganized slash hard to follow game. I don't understand any it's of the rules. Wildly violent too. <laughs> I don't get any of it. Every t the ref calls the whistle like every thirty seconds. I'm like, what happened? There's a lot. There's a lot that happens in field hockey. Yeah. The referee in field hockey needs to have a microphone like the NFL, where they can actually do commentary throughout the game and explain the rules to the God parents. God forbid you just ask your daughter what the rules are. But go on. <laughs> I'm worried she might say, I don't know. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm listening to you and Ramona, and the story you were telling, perhaps you could recount it. Okay, so yesterday, not yesterday, a couple days ago, I was headed out of my out of my apartment and to like the roof of my building and while i was headed there i saw i ran into a group of ladies that were all wearing like robes and flip-flops just walking through the halls and eventually to the roof of our building now there's a huge couple of like whirlpools as i believe the as lindsay said which is a better word than hot tubs cuz they're bigger than that so they were they're like massive whirlpools and so it's not out of character for people to be walking around in their bathing suits or with towels. But I had never seen anybody just robed out 
in the actual hallway. And it, and it kind of struck me as odd because there were no towels, just sunglasses and robes. And I was like, man, do I, is this socially acceptable? And a lot of people sent me like Lebowski memes and all that. But like, yo, we're not talking about 50 year old dudes cruising around in beaters going to bowling alleys. I live in a reasonably hip building and a lot of people consider themselves to be <laughs> reasonably, stylish. You reasonably know? Hip. And I was like, wow, we're just wearing robes like in public. That's a thing we're doing. And I, it didn't offend me. It just kind of occurred to me. Am I, am I doing something wrong here? Because oftentimes when I go to that whirlpool myself, how you get dressed when you go and come from there is kind of a dilemma because it's like you kind of got to dry off and you kind of got to put your clothes back on. But it never occurred to me to go straight robe walking through my own building. Well, let me ask all you the a way question. To the roof. This is what I was thinking as I was driving down the road yesterday listening to this. If these three ladies were all in bikinis, would that have been more normal? I don't know what the answer to that is, is kind of my point. That's why I was so confused, is that I don't know that I've ever really paid attention to what anybody was wearing coming to and from that roof. Yeah, so, but so I but, saw it this time, and for whatever reason, it just kind of struck me, because they weren't like, it wasn't, how do I explain this? They weren't like bathrobes. They were more like the 710 robes you were referring to, so sort of a cover wrap kind of deal. It just threw me off. I don't really know why. There was nothing wrong with what was going on, but at the same time, I thought to myself, why don't I have a robe? And would I even have the gumption to wear a robe outside of my own apartment? The answer, you have two, two answers here um, to the questions. Mm -hmm. One, why don't you have a robe? Because Laura did not re-gift the robe that I gave to her to you. <laughs> right, Laura? I did not. I gifted to someone that asked for it. And, you know, Clinton knows where the robes are. He just I, hasn't grabbed I, one. I know where the robes are. I wore a robe for the trial of the century. Mm -hmm. I'm familiar with where the robes are at this station. But, Scott, I don't think that's the kind of robe I need. You know what, what kind I'm of saying? rope do you need? I don't know. I think I'm going to jack one from a hotel the next time I'm on the road. I think that's what I'm going to do from a fancy really? from a fancy hotel. So I, so people can know when I walk around in the robe that this is where I stay when I'm outside of Los Angeles. That's oh, you see, I disagree. Yeah. I yeah. disagree. Oh. I believe that you need an ESPN 710 <laughs> robe so that when you show up in your robe, everybody's like, "Hey, that's television's Clinton Yates." <laughs> and I know that because why else would he be wearing the ESPN 710, 710 robe? You need to join the Robolution. Kaplan, you think I need a 710 robe for people to know that it's television's Clinton Yates? I don't think they do. I mean, <laughs> like, I, I think that they know who you are. But I'm just saying, it would just, it would just add to it. It would add to it. And if we had, I don't know, an ESPN 710 pool party, I would wear an ESPN 710 robe. But around my own apartment, that even for me is a little gauche. I want to tell you, I think wearing a robe in public is a very acceptable thing to do. If these ladies were walking down the hall in tiny little bikinis, I'd look. If they were wearing little uh, towels from underneath their Why arms, that are just so little. Well, I'm, this is just in my own mind. I'm <laughs> visioning. See. You know, see I what I'm see, saying? Yeah. I, I yeah. would be looking at these ladies if they were wearing a towel. And the fact that they were wearing a robe, I think it's hot AF. I thought it was simply more practical than I had ever considered, and that's kind of what caught me. I was like, "Dang, what a good idea." Why don't I have a robe? I started thinking about that, and I was like, maybe I don't have a robe because I don't really wear robes unless no, I'm you inside a of a hotel room. No, now now it's a personal mission for yeah, me. And it's well, okay, that's cool. We can we can pursue this. We'll discuss this in full next week at Union Station at the event. Live imaging Wednesday. Let me see if I can work this out because you said not to, to workshop this on the air, but let we me We can at workshop least try. this on air. But, if you want to bring a robe to that function, yeah. I will wear the robe at that function. You'll wear that joint. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Okay, that was good. Okay. That was not okay. bad. Thank you. Snuck that by. Thank Our you. First pitch fastball. Snuck it by. Got it in the zone. I like that. I will... <laughs> that was good. That Charge. was well done. Stick around, everybody, because coming up, how can you and seven of your friends join the entire Mishbucha at Hollywood Park Casino for our fantasy football draft party? You're winning a table. Coming right back. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN.